You're listening to the Sit Rep Podcast, your home for everything related to historical wargaming. When one man picked up a weapon and battled another, we're going to talk about it. We might even play the battle ourselves, or we just might make fun of each other, but we are entertaining. And now, joining us from merry old England is Gaz, our resident painter, and Ralph, our graphic artist. And of course, on the good old American side, we have our historical guru, Big Jim Ariskany from sunny Florida. And here in the Midwest, representing the nation's people, dun, 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 is Marty and G. And now, sit back, get ready, and let's battle. Hey everybody, this is G and you are listening to the Sit Rep Podcast. We are coming back to you for our, our third episode of Season 5. We are celebrating uh, Independence Day here in the grand old US of A as the time of the airing of this one, or actually it'll be after it. Yes. Um, but uh, we won our freedom from that oppressive empire known as England. <laughs> Hi Gaz. Hi Ralph. How are you over there in England today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just taking my red coat off. <laughs> the colonists are getting uppity. <laughs> and of course, if Queen called, she wants our country back. She can <laughs> she can have it. Right now, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we might use we might be able to use a little bit of that right now. <laughs> but uh that's all the politics we're going to be talking about today. Um of course, joining us from sunny Florida, our historical guru, Big Jim Ariskany. Jim, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Excellent. And, of course, joining us, as always, is Marty. Hello, all. And this is G, obviously. And then our special guest today is my eldest son, Jesse. How are you doing today? He is a uh, veteran of the 101st Screaming Chickens, I mean 101st Airborne, sorry, uh, Afghanistan campaign. And uh, he's a gamer himself, and so we're all going to be here today talking about whatever happens to come across the plate. So, uh, let's get started. Gaz, we saw that uh, you had a couple of your airings of your videos, uh, you know, more chat about what you think you're going to be doing or doing. Um, what do you think? What's, what's on the plate? Um, so this weekend I've painted up a Viking shield maiden. Um, it's a, what looks to be a Lagatha model from the show Viking. Nice. So I've been piecing together and learning a lot of video audio um, to this weekend, which is all new to me. Uh, I've done an initial one, which you guys have seen, which came out quite cool. And uh, I've just finished doing the short draft of the second one. So just the first segment, and uh, looking forward to running that by you guys as well now that it's a bit more polished, and then hopefully just bundle it all together and have it out for Tuesday. Um, with the coming weekend being uh -huh. some holiday of a type <laughs> in certain countries, um, I know it's a holiday here because it's when COVID comes down, so we're gaining our independence that day, um, and we're going to be able to go out again Very fully, nice. and the bars should open and the restaurants. So uh, I think we're just trying to pinch your holiday or add our own on the same day, it seems. Nice. Uh, but um, with that all happening, um, I'm looking possibly to try and get Sergeant Sitrep done, filmed in the same format as Lagatha, uh -huh. 
uh, for a release on Saturday as a special release. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it or not yet, um, but if I can, I will. Nice. Very nice. Is, yeah. that, is you... that Lagatha or is that shield made in plastic or metal, guys? Uh, she's metal. Is it the Hassel-free one? weapon. Uh, I'm not actually sure. It's um, it's a friend's uh, selection of Vikings. I've got her and a, a Ragnar Lothbrok model. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I think it was one there. Yeah, they're the Hassel-free ones because Hassel-free did a collection of the main characters that did Lagatha, Ragnar, and all the others. They, you can buy them in a bundle. And they've got two sets. They've got like the standard static pose, you know, like a standard sort of, shall we say, a heroic pose. And then they did a set with action poses. And they did them both in metal and resin. Okay. I've got the action pose and it must seem because she's carrying a shield and an axe and she's yeah. looking like she's in the middle of educating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As, but, as she did in the show. Yeah, she was probably the best character in that show. Um, I have to say, the test video you uh, sent us the other day, you know, for the new uh, format was incredible. Awesome, yes. Yeah, so um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that works out. So, Cheers, guys. Thank you. So, yeah, it's going to, like I say, uh, I've already got the first sort of section of it. As Jim uh, pointed out to me, it'll take 10 times as long as the video footage will. Um, at this stage, that's a massive underestimate. <laughs> <laughs> my, my estimate was one hour. Uh, the industry standard is one hour of work for one minute of video. So it's yeah, yeah, that might be about right, actually, Andrew. I've got mm. about three hours sunk in it up to yet, and I've got two minutes and 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> All right, when have we started uh, applying standards to what it is we're doing here, gentlemen? <laughs> Ever since we started? <laughs> They're just really low. <laughs> A very low bar. I don't know. I think we have um, drastically improved since um, the, you know the beginning. Yes, um, yep, you for know, sure, for sure. So, you I know, and it's, it's, it's a growing thing, so, yeah. A kid, a kid. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see the final product there, Gaz. Yeah, looking forward to it. I need to find a camera, a better camera to, like, do a final turntable sort uh -huh. of shot because the two that I have, their focus is too sensitive, and uh, as it rotates, it changes just the lighting and the... Are you um, using autofocus or manual? Uh, I've tried both. Okay. And, uh, neither really work. Okay. So, so I'm going to say you. I'm, I'm looking into. Yeah, really, you need to go for anything that's moving. Uh, you have to go to manual focus with your depth of field. Um, and, then, you know, because otherwise it's going to hunt. So that's the problem. Yeah. And, and again, it depends on your camera, too. So uh, we might have one or two cameras around here. We might be able to send you one. But maybe. Yeah. So, you know, we can send you a, a Panasonic or something. You know, a GH1 or something we could send you. Um, you can use that. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's turning out really good. And everybody out there, if you follow us on any of our channels or uh, social media, you will have seen all updated graphics. Um, Ralph has been just chugging away on the graphics, and they're looking really good. Yes. Really good. Very nice. So, um, you know, Ralph has been churning out some good graphics, and you know, working on some new intros and things like that. So uh, we're definitely cooking along. So I know that's been going really well. Yep. And so any other projects, uh, Ralph, as far as graphic work, you think you're working on? Uh, nothing really at the moment. It was just really upbringing our 
graphics up to a more so we see a more up-to-date standard with what we're covering so I did another graphic for Gaz which included a Napoleonic image nice so our current images for all of the main stuff is a knight and a modern soldier uh-huh. I thought that equates really well you know it's sort of you know technically the the modern spec ops or marine or whatever is the modern version of a knight so I thought having a an ancient sort of crusade style knight with it sort of had that nice balance between the two pictures just blurged together with some dice and then Gaz wanted a little tweak for his so at the um, on Gaz's image which people will see is there's a picture of a brew of course <laughs> you've got to have that that's for the, tea for, for us Americans brews. I was going to say I thought it was a picture of tea <laughs> <laughs> This is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coffee. It's a cup with something hot in it. Uh, okay. Anything so goes. Make... Anything goes when you need a brew. <laughs> exactly. And on the opposite side, I found a, a, a rightly free image of Sumerian actors from doing Napoleonic. Yeah. And so that sort of blends in. So it just they, it's just different. They, nice. And they just happen to be flying a different red, white, and blue. Yeah. They oh. just happen to be flying a well, yeah, that's what why they're ancient. Time, so. <laughs> I didn't even think about that when I saw the image. It was like, yeah. <laughs> well, you well, know. I thought it was deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that's fine. Um, so moving over. Well, yeah, Go ahead. Nothing else other than the... Um, I have the graphics done and I've sent them to you, but I'll send them through again for your character sheets for 13 days, 13 hours. Nice. Yep. Perfect, because that's what I think we'll work on on the next Thursday night show um, that um, that I do. So, um, yeah, that, I think we'll do the, all the character creation, and then, you know, we'll start. Marty and I are going to do uh, some planning today on the compound and get our materials list together, and then... Um, yeah, we got to start building some stuff. Yeah, right? It's only September that we got to have this done by. So, um, moving outside of that, Jim, what's the big update from our... Uh, Wargaming guru there. Um, 13 hours and 13 days. We did a couple <laughs> shows on that. Yep, uh-huh. Uh, some, some YouTube graphics for Gaz. And, um, yeah, the transit game is basically done and ready to go. Okay. Should um, we do an uh, actual play test? a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying, uh, do you think it's, are we at a point where we can do a play test before we do a quote-unquote yeah. real, the real game for the record? Well, the, the results are on our YouTube feed, um, or actually all our streams, actually. Yeah. Well, we had a like a two-hour stream a couple, uh, like a week ago, where we went over the map, the rules, some of the last pieces. I've got a few more pieces to design and put in there, and I've got some tweaks to the rules. Right now, I don't have anything for vehicle damage. I'm going to have to work on that a little bit. Okay. Um, now that- the combat system is going to be really stupid simple. Uh, it has to be because you know, I don't think we want to put that much work into this. Um, we got too much other stuff to do um, on 13 hours, 13 days. Uh-huh. And as far as the uh, game mechanics for the transit game go, I think the innovative, not innovative, um, the unusual part of that is going to be that whole um, flexible militia uh, mechanic. I think we're going to have a little bit of uh, work ahead of us to keep track of ambivalent militia, friendly militia, like the February 17th guys and hostile militia and how militia units are actively switching between all three states. Okay. Combine that with 
civilians who are just out there, you know, getting in the way. That's four groups of people that are malleable and switching between each of their four states. On top of that, you've got the GRS. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot going on uh, with that. Uh, there are going to be factors that the players can influence, if not control, definitely influence. So it's not just things that the person running the game is going to handle. It's going to be part of the player's load as well. Um, the insurgent player is going to want to keep things as agitated as possible. That affects his reinforcements turn to turn. And the um, GRS player is going to want to keep things as calm and as cool as he possibly can. And that's going to affect, you know, enemy uh you know reinforces maybe even affect his reinforcements if the streets are friendlier it's more feb 17 guys that are coming out if the friend if the streets are not as friendly that's going to be more hostile or ambivalent or yeah. looters or whatever um coming out so not to overload the players this is just supposed to be a mini game it's not supposed to be the main game that's you guys up there um yeah we're going to keep the combat stuff uh, pretty simple personal combat and mass and um close combat or I should say firearms combat versus people and um, um, close like melee combat is pretty much handled. The only thing I don't really have anything for is things like roadblocks and uh, vehicles and you know some of that stuff. Uh, if we're going sort of by the movie, we're going to want to have the GRS players bail out of the car at least once. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to f- have that like built into the game like a, like a script event, but uh, that means we have to either slow down, stop, or damage the vehicles, or at least provide the insurgent player with that um, opportunity. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still working on a few things uh, between other projects or whatever. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's really the only thing. We should be ready for a play test in two to three weeks. Excellent. Tops. Tops. Well, you just give us the word, and we will make it uh, happen. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So I, I am ready. Yes. We got to, you know, show those Libyans who, you know, who's the better fighter. We've been doing that for a while, but, <laughs> you know. Pretty sure we're not, you know, going 1983 on them and, you know, dropping bombs on anybody with this one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, that that Libyan leader, warlord, if we'll call him, um, Gazafi, was that his name? Gazafi. Uh, you know, we got to show them who's boss. Yeah. So. But nothing gas? Nothing? No word gas? Gas? No, um, I'll just show up on the day and educate you. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't need to talk smack. Not every week, anyway. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Uh, any other projects you're working on, Jim, outside of that? You know, maybe delving into some research or something for future? Um. Gameplay. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's it. Okay. So, uh, rep is uh, is most of my hobby. Yeah. Is, is the truth of it. So, uh, last time I looked as an update, um, we still, as of the time of recording, we still have, uh, today's the last day, isn't it, uh, for the poll. Um, I think Pirates is still leading. Yes. So, uh, we may be doing some kind of Pirates. Now, you know, I was... Doing, after our last episode, I was doing some just impromptu research, and, um, you know, it's not just pirates. You could have the British versus the Spanish in some, you know, uh, controlling some of the, the Caribbean Sea territory, if you will, you know. So, you know, it, it could be some British Navy versus the Spanish Navy or the French Navy could, or whatever. Could so, be, the Dutch, yeah. Yeah, so... 
we could do a little bit of land grab or something. And so there's all kinds of uh, possibilities there. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm really anxious. I mean, I'm still hoping for the Old West, but, you know, Pirates, that is definitely something outside my wheelhouse. But, um, you know, it'd be worth a while to take a look at. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, the more the more I look at it, the more cool stuff is out there as far as figures and terrain and, you know, the the game systems available. I mean, the more I look, the more I find. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay, so I'm going to have to make a choice here. <laughs> So yeah. But at least you won't have to do as much work on the table either, because with a blue mat, you've you've covered probably at least a third of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you'll have the Caribbean Sea or wherever we decide to, you know, uh, we'll have to refer to our historical guy for guidance on, you know, what he thinks is the best as far as land sea battles, if you will. King William's War. Okay. Don't you want to get serious about it? We're we're still talking about pirates, right? Yep. 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 Yeah, sixteen. I think it's sixteen ninety one. I'll have to look it up. But okay. So something around there is a good starting point. Okay. So I, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, I know uh, other people have done a pirates table with like cliff sides, which mm-hmm. is fine. But if you've been to the Caribbean, a lot of it's not cliffside unless you're far south eastern Indies. You know, down by uh, Martinique and those areas where it's more mountainous. Um, but a lot of the stuff in Central and the Northern Caribbean is pretty flat and sandy. I was going to say, it's sand and shoals. And yeah, so I was looking at that, and I'm like, that's an easy thing to do. You know, you, we can just do some foam, sand, get some white uh, sand. You know, I can go to the aquarium store and get white sand, right? And we can white sand that baby and make it look good. And See, I'm thinking that, you know, there's no sense in making it easy when we can make it really hard. Right. So uh, we ought to put in all the coral reefs and, and whatnot. Resin. And resin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like two inches of resin over over it all, and then with the land masses coming out of the resin. Nice. I'm in. All right. We've already got a plan. So we're going to elevate this game to the next level. All right. So Because uh, it's a bunch of stuff I've never done and it's my excuse to mess up uh, you know <laughs> this board instead of my own. <laughs> you know, we could do we can get coral reef stuff from the aquarium stores. Yeah. Or three D print it. Yeah, you, yes. Yes. To both. So, oh, here we go. The boat you could three D print or you could yeah, get printable an MDF board. Stick the stick the MDF board. Yeah, well, I mean I'm gonna pull the resin in. I think honestly it's going to be uh, I see a shipwreck. Yes. Um on a shoal somewhere. Um, you know, I, of course, we're again, we're going to have to have Jim give us input on, you know, to make it um, realistic. Yeah, yeah historically you know, accurate. accurate. Um, you know, this is a combined team. Jim is our, our check our check ride. You know, he's the one that goes, eh, that's not right. Or, you know, so he, he is that input. He's that uh, safety valve. So Why are you guys going to make me sound like that? Why, like what? <laughs> You're our, our, our source. Um, Somebody has to rein us in or else, you know, they'll end up being spaceships in there. And... There'll be Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, well, you know, you know that's, a, that's a historical character. Right? He, he's real life. Is I mean, he really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, almost, you almost had me. <laughs> Epic fail. <laughs> so I can't put the you black pearl in there. The printable scenery. Yeah. They've got a collection of... STLs that you can purchase for yep. a galleon, a yep. fluke. I don't know if fluke, I back that one. I'm gonna have to look on my skiff on there as well. Yeah, I have to look on my catalog because uh, I I back quite a few of their projects um, and see if I back the one with the Caribbean because they have buildings and the ships mm. and everything like yeah. that. So I'll have to look at that. 
But yeah, I'm seeing a four by four table with some, or is it gonna be a six by four? I mean, if it's gonna be well, I I guess we kind of need to think about what the game, game is. system because is. because if we're doing ships in twenty eight mil, yeah, it's gonna be a big better. table, and that's yeah. a lot of resin. I mean, that's gonna a, be a, a heavy ship table. Twenty eight mil, the galleon is your four by four table. So yeah, right. You just kind of. Yeah, um, it's not true. It's only like three feet long. Are, I mean, well, talk, we, talk to the guys from from Firelock Studios. The ships are really small. I mean, a bark is a very large pirate ship. So yeah, you know. Or do we do the land battles or a boarding thing in twenty eight mil, and do a sea battle? There wasn't a lot of actual sea battles, was there, Jim? Or was no. there? It's, the, the land battles are actually a lot more common. The guys to talk to about that obviously are Firelock Games. Yeah, I, yeah. Mike, uh, I've interviewed a couple of times at Historicon and uh, on Skype or whatever. He's um, th- those guys really do know their business. They take that stuff really seriously. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have to either get um, you know reach out or get them on the show one of these days or something like that if we're serious about getting into pirates. Um, they do actually look at it uh, in a more serious light, and um, they definitely do know their they definitely do know their material. Yeah, I've heard a few interviews with him, and uh, yeah, like you said, Mike is super smart on that stuff. He has got it down. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. So, like I said, at the last peak of the poll, Pirates was still leading. So, um, sorry. I think there was only a couple votes for the feudal Japan at this point. So, sorry, Ralph. No ninjas right now. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yet. No, I'm, I'm just looking here on the printable scenery stuff, and the Galleon uh, 3D print is very nice. It is. It actually comes with 26 cannon ports, four masts, Jeez. a oh. bunch of different figureheads and stuff like that for the 3D print. It comes in sections as well, so you're printing each yeah. section. You have to. <laughs> it's definitely worth having a look. If you haven't backed it, G, it might be worth looking at their stuff because they've got a whole collection of ships and uh, they've got port docks and all sorts. Yeah. The only problem with those kind of ships is the rigging because I'd have to do the rigging to make it look right. You know, instead of just slapping on a sail, you'd have to I have the rigging. I instructions on that to do the rigging. But have you ever done rigging on one of those models? I did uh, one of the uh, USS Constitution um, I model. Say, I built that exact same model. Was that a Ravel or Monogram, I think it was? Well, I, I apologize. I don't know if it was the same model, but I built that ship. Yeah. USS Constitution. So, but, and of uh, course, doing all the that's, rigging. That's that's basically that's basically a heavy frigate. Yeah. So, smaller than any pirate ship, is, or hold on, smaller than any galleon is likely to be, bigger than any pirate ship is actually to be. Pirate ships are not galleons. Yeah. And, um... I mean, yeah, it still looks generally the same. Yes, it's wood. It's got sails. But, I mean, oh, my God. You talk about uh, the technology leap. Um, you can't have Constitution in any kind of a pirate game. No, um, It's no. like 150 years later. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, again, it, it might look broadly similar, but that's just us looking at it from our 21st century perspective. Right. But, yeah, the rigging on any kind of a, of a ship like that, it's fun if that's what you're into. But holy hell, are you going to be at it for a while? Yeah. Well, and I, I think the average British warship at Trafalgar, I can't remember the actual number. Maybe Gas can correct me on this. I think it had something like seven miles or 30 miles of, of rigging if you actually took all the rope off of one of those basic ships of the line and stretched it out end to end. It's, I can't remember the exact number. Well, it's a reason, lot. It is a lot. I've, um, I've actually had a, a sergeant's mess function on HMS Victory. 
um, which was which was epic and then you get through go through they take down all the ropes so you can go to the areas of ship that you can't normally go to on the visits um so you see the uniform you know he's upset in the captain's bay and you can pay more to be in different parts of the ship for the meal so we were sort of in the what would be the crew area so you bang your head on the ceiling if you get up too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if you you can have it in the captain's cabin with a, a higher level of service. So probably officers and people like that would do that. Um, but the, the really interesting thing is just walking around the ship. And it's, because it's not open for the public when you're having your meal, you get to go down. And we were in the, the actual ammo area where they used to put copper jacket in, in to help protect the ammo. And oh, it's, it was really interesting. Really good. Well, I think with the uh, models, one of the things that you got to consider with the the rigging is you may not want to fully rig it. You know, you may want just a representation of it because you got to get models on there and be able to move them. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you you may not want to go full bore on uh, on that, uh, you know, just so you have access to the deck and being able to move stuff. I suppose it depends as well on whether if we are if you are doing some you know ship to ship engagements, are you then looking at using Black Sea to do the ship to ship engagements and then for the boarding actions using twenty eight mil? Well, if you want to do um, the like, like a second ago, um, Gianna was talking about maybe we do the actual ship to ship games in mm-hmm. one game or scale, and then you do yeah. the actual boarding or land. Um, the one that I would probably suggest for the um, the larger scale actual sea combat game. Or the chase. It's going to be a chase game if you're a pirate and you want to be like even semi-historical. Oh, that's a good idea, Jim. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's going to be Oak and Iron. That's uh, oh, I think oh, yeah. Yeah. other big system. Yeah. Um, that's if you're doing it, you know, personally, like at a table. Uh-huh. Um, if if the trend on the poll continues, I'll sort of switch gears. I'll get, I've mentioned before, I'll get um, Letters of Mark going for virtual uh, play. Nice. For our Sundays um, that I guess we're still doing. Um, for our Sunday uh, gaming streams or whatever, uh-huh. that way people can play, um, you know, with members of the community or whatever uh, each Sunday, and um, yeah, those would be my two suggestions. Uh, yeah, I don't know enough about this uh, these these gaming systems, but those would be my suggestions for the big game and then for the actual skirmish game uh, that you do, like when the two ships are basically already next to each other, you build two ships or a ship and a dock or. That's when you get into, you know, your blood and plunder stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And whatever system you guys want to use for that. I mean, obviously, blood and plunder. I just called it blood and plunder stuff. So, you know, blood and plunder would be my first choice. Um, but again, I don't know what else is out there. Yeah, no, I like I said, it makes sense. And the idea of doing a sea chase, trying to uh, capture a ship to board it and all that sounds really good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, that's a great suggestion. Um, it's, it's not just that, you know, we know them personally or whatever, but... Uh-huh. Um, the reason I would stick with, uh, you know, uh, Mike and, you know, the guys down in Miami as far as, you know, the, their pirate games, if that's where we go, is not only, you know, are they great guys, not only do they make great miniatures and a great game system, but part of their, uh, what's the word here, uh, part of their of their deal as far as how they deal with pirates is there's no, you know, Lost Dutchman, there's no, you know, Jack Sparrow, there's no, you know, it's, it's all they, they they approach it from a very very historical mm-hmm. uh, perspective, which I think fits with our mandate and what we try to present here on Sidrap. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Um, it's some already great ideas cooking around. So 
Um, you know, and that'll be nice if uh, we can actually put some tables together because... Doesn't Blood and Plunder have a two-player box available? Well, I don't know if they do a... You know, I haven't been on their site in a while, so uh, at one point I didn't think they had a two-player starter site. I thought you had to buy each faction separately, but maybe they do now because we've they've talked... I think they a two-player set available... Because we've talked to several companies in the past that did never that never offered a quote unquote starter set, and we're like, if you want to get people into playing your game, you really need to have a starter set. You know, something that yep. people can pick up, have starter armies or factions and some terrain. You know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, um, and get them into playing the game instead of here. You need to buy this. You need to buy this. You need to buy I, this. I am ninety nine percent sure that Blood and Plunder well, has I'm gonna that. Have to, now. We'll reach out to them and then. Um, you know, we'll, I'll have to do some research. So I wanted to take a quick change of gears. Um, Jim, I've been following your conversation over on OTT, um, the SITREP uh, forum over there. And um, I saw you were talking to a couple people uh, about events and about, you know, uh, them following us because I guess some people aren't able to get on Facebook or whatever. Um yeah, um, apparently one of our viewers uh, heard our last week podcast and sort of reawakened that thread. So I was just trying to keep in touch with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the question is, and I've also gotten questions on OTT Discord, where I've started promoting our channel a little bit. Uh, we've seen a pretty big bump in subscriptions just in the last week or so. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm hearing from people on a couple of different channels, Discord, OTT, uh, YouTube, or whatever. Um and also, yeah, those three. And it's been, uh, yeah, they're definitely interested in this uh, in this February event, and they're looking about how they either uh, make a reservation. I don't know if we formalized it to this extent yet, so I haven't really known what to say. So I said I would ask. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't formalized. I'm going to. talking about. I, I'm sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, as far as formalizing it, my plan is to have it done by July 1st. So this will obviously air after July 1st, but. Um, just keep watching. I'll make sure Jim is updating the Discord servers and stuff on his, you know, that he's active in, and we'll handle the Facebook pages. But uh, I'm looking probably right now it's looking like $200 per person. Uh, that's a rough guesstimate uh, for the whole weekend. Okay. That's food and hotel. So, um, um, yeah, now <laughs> active on Discord. I, I joined the OTT Discord, I think, on Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, I'm really trying to kind of catch up there. Um, SITREP does have its own Discord. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's you know, starting out, and it's not uh, it's not terribly huge yet, but, you know, um, we are trying to start to grow it a little bit. Um, there is a... Uh, oh, Lord. Um... Yeah, there's there's an old HK Ops channel on there. There's a Dark Star channel on there. There's a general. Yeah, there, there's a lot going. Well, there's all there's all our channels set up um, over there on our SITREP Discord channel. I have to figure out how to send people invites or whatever uh, to get more people active in there. But um, I'm also trying to get us going on uh, the OTT uh, Discord, which is so active that I have to turn off the notifications because my computer is you know pinging me with noise like every like six <laughs> seconds. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we've gotten a little bit of traction on there. Uh, we have like some of our old Ob Center episodes up on their on their Firehost channel. Um, we've got some stuff on the House of Three Truths, which is like their big rules and uh, tactics uh, channel um, for people who really get into that, uh-huh. and um, you know, so on and so forth. But um, yeah, that's what people have been asking me is how they 
get on the list, so to speak, as far as this event goes? Nice. And, uh, you know, who do they reach out to about that? Nice. All right. So I'll, I'll get that work down. Uh, I have to admit, I am just terrible about Discord because I really don't know how to use it yet. I, I am a neophyte. I'm like, oh, uh, I, I had to ask, like, they have, like, this radio channel going. Uh-huh. I had to ask, how do I turn on the radio? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm clueless on Discord. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm a baby. Be patient. I'll get there eventually. You're right. So uh, Jesse just signaled to me and said he knows how to do Discord. So uh, I, yeah, uh, it's a free it's a free Skype. Pretty much, it's what we use for gaming. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, you can do all sorts of stuff now. The last few yeah. months, they've added you can actually stream your videos, or games that you're playing. You can actually stream to people in the same channel as you. So on Discord, you can stream. On Discord, yes. so you can have. Yeah, well, Sidrip has had a Discord for six months. Well, I know, but I don't know how to use. Yeah, so when you go into, I, I, don't know I thought it was a communications. I didn't know it was a streaming platform as well. It just started that. Yeah. So oh. within the last few months, if you have access, yeah, and if you're like the administrator of the channel, which right. obviously we are for Sidrip. Yeah. Um, it's one of the COVID. I've never really tried it. When we moved away from some of our other platforms that weren't working out for us for our Sunday games. We've mostly moved over to Skype now, but we're also thinking about doing uh, Discord. Oh, it's really any kind of screen sharing. I mean, hell, Google has a, a screen sharing software now. It's you know that's that's kind of not a big deal. What we were looking for for our Sunday games was screen sharing and keyboard and mouse control. Yeah, which we had a solution for, and it was working technically, but the latency was so high that people were having difficulty you know moving their pieces around in real time. So mm-hmm. we kind of went away from it, but fundamentally it works it's just uh there's a little bit of too much latency issue and you're always at the mercy of the other person's internet and it's fine for a private stream but you try to do that on an actual like production stream like for content and it, it just winds up being embarrassing so we kind of step back from that um yeah but we're always on the lookout for new uh new options there's an interesting one for discord as well especially for gaming is there is a dice roller mm. that you can plug into discord and you just put in the command say roll space 2d6 plus say 3d10 as an example and it rolls the dice and it tells you what was rolled so for role playing it's perfect so you could technically do hk ops through discord mm-hmm. yeah wow. and have people just when they want to roll dice roll say 10 days 10 days 10 i guess i'm gonna have to look it. into it yeah well and one of the things that i that has been happening since probably april is you know with all these uh uh, conventions that have been canceled, a lot of them, or uh, if it's not the convention itself, people that wanted to go to the convention had made up their own and were hosting it on Discord virtually. Oh. You know, and all sorts of streaming channels going on simultaneously off that one Discord server. You know, so you could, you know, have somebody painting, somebody playing, somebody being live uh, interviewed all at, all at the same time. You just go to whatever room it is uh, that uh, is hosting that in on that server and, you know, you can watch them talking to somebody and then pop out and go watch somebody paint, you know, whatever. Huh. All right. Well, I learned something new. So. I don't know how to do any of that. I just. <laughs> I just lurk on other people. Well, stuff. I guess that, we got. That, some... that, that, that's kind of where I am in Discord. I know everything that's out there. Just please don't ask me to actually do it. <laughs> right. Well, we've got some uh, learning to do. All right. Because, you know, we have these platforms, we better just figure it out and utilize them. But, you know, getting back to the main topic of the the uh, gaming weekend, uh, I did see the comments from one gentleman who wants to do Ultra Moderns, and he said he would bring in some GHQ or Team Yankee stuff. 
Um, and, okay. and he'd like to host that table. And I'm like, okay. Done. You know, oops, sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's it's exciting to see people excited about the gaming weekend. So um, He wants to host a table? Well, yeah. that's what he said. He said he would run the modern table. Yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, that, isn't that's, it? That's going to be I – mean, we, we probably talked about this uh, a lot last week, but – that's going to be one of our biggest problems is that we're only going to have like maybe four of us there, maybe five, um, as far as like, you know, sit rep team members uh-huh. and we have eight tables. So I'm, you know, I know it's going to be a lot of work for us. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely ready for that, but I mean, I can't run two tables at once well, and I'm not sure anyone else can realistically no, run two tables. At but once. I and think it's, I was sort of counting on the fact that not all eight tables are going to be active at the same time, right? right. which was a little pessimistic and it turns out to be at least so far incorrect, which I'm happy to say. So yeah, if anyone else can run a table, um, hell yeah, that's, that's going to be a huge, uh, yeah, the, a huge help. And I don't think they have to, yeah. they don't have to run the table, the entire game session. It might be just, here's an introduction. Um, you know, we'll do fast access, yeah. you know, rule cards De- or something and yeah, demo game style. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm assuming some of these people will come and know how to play these games too. So it's just a matter of, you know, well, a lot of them have to bring their own army. So they're going to know their own. Rule yeah. Sets. So, you know what we don't supply, you know, obviously. So I don't know. I mean, again, we're still in the infancy of this whole project. But it's nice to see excitement building already. That's right. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know it's a what? parking it's a lot great now? Name. Yeah. It's actually just like an empty field. Yeah, where the Carter's company was. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. Uh, gentr- but, you know, you can still make a pilgrimage there. And where Dillinger shot, you know? Yeah, well, out in front of the bar grab, they yeah. still have the blast prac in the sidewalk. Yeah, so. Um, anyways, but yeah. Um, so if you guys are really looking forward to this gaming weekend, uh, again, it's February 19th through the 21st of uh, February 2021. And right now I said rough estimate. We're looking at roughly $200 for the weekend. That should be your hotel. Uh, that's double occupancy, as obviously. And um, and food and drink. So, you know, we'll – and then – you know, we'll supply food and drink uh, while you're here gaming, and then, it, you know, you're on your own if you decide to go somewhere. But uh, while you're in the gaming facility, yes, it'll be uh, there. And like I said, we're going to be reaching out to some companies as well once we get the final details hammered down and see if we can get some uh, attendee prizes, if you will. Yeah. Some little, little, and some company representation. A little, little, uh, little support, a little, yeah. uh, you know, advertising, community engagement for them as well as us. Yeah, Exactly. So uh, that's good to hear um, that, you know, that there's excitement building for it, and especially coming from OTT. So uh, that's awesome. I'm really uh, excited about that idea. All right. So, Ralph, news. Bring us in. We got news? Just, it's been very quiet again, but I think that's partly with, due to the, um, to the virus. Um, Spectre have opened up. A little part of that store. Yes. No, 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 the stuff have probably already gone by the time this is going up. But they started uh, putting some small sets out. So it was the Dev Grew set, which is the Sealed plus the Dog. Oh, that's which back. Which is a really okay. nice starter set. Yep. Um, the just them six min. There were six minis plus they did the starter set plus they did some other stuff as well. Nice. Um, so Spectre put that out this past week, but it's probably all gone by now. <laughs> but it's nice to see them actually starting to get stuff into the, you know. Well, and they're shipping all back their back-ordered the stuff, stuff, so. Oh, that's good. That's that's making people happy, I'm yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. 
because you you had a conversation with them, didn't you, Marty? With respect, you spoke to them, didn't you? Yeah, well, I, I uh, traded some emails back and forth with uh, with Jess, and uh, we look forward to uh, Jess and Steve joining us uh, on the show here uh, sometime in the not too distant future. Uh, we've got to yep. work out the details for that, but yeah, they're uh, you know they're back in the office, they're doing their thing. Their caster is casting away, uh, and they are uh, shipping all the stuff that they've kind of been. Uh, back ordered on since really March, uh, but uh, you know it, if you follow some of the groups, you can see the guys saying, "Hey, I got my stuff. My you know my starter set just arrived. My dude just arrived. So uh, things are going out and they're shipping, and you know that's uh, it's good news for all involved." Yeah, yeah. I've got some good news for Jim as well. Go uh, for it, Cass. Group, uh, Plastic Soldier Company, Pacific War. They're bringing it the book so the first half of the book is set to be uh, american and japanese the island conflicts and the second half of the book is the british army in burma oh oh yeah we, we were talking about so that not too long that's ago that's awesome element that a lot of people won't have stuff for so more soldiers required <laughs> i imagine jim's got a pacific marine army um yeah several <laughs> <laughs> shocker <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, Battle Group has, uh, it's definitely, I mean, people have already heard me say this. Um, it's probably my favorite. Uh, it's it's straight out the best. Um, miniature World War II war game, um, at least as far, you know, at, at least for my money. Uh, I haven't seen the Pacific books yet, but if they're anything like uh, any of their European or North African or Mediterranean books, then yeah, it's definitely going to be great. Cool, cool. I mean, in addition, Perry, um, they've uh, sort of flushed out and fleshed out, not flushed out. If you flush out, it's not going to go very far. <laughs> <laughs> they're Napoleonic ranges with uh, Swedish and British, so they're uh, adding some more minis to those guys. We're seeing some new Dragoons and such uh, as well. So, you know, they're always adding to those ranges, let's be honest. It's always interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah, they just added um, some Afghans too, yeah. Have you guys too, yeah. seen anything of the, the Vitrix 12 mil stuff yet for World War Two? 12 mil? It's an unusual in-between you know, size, really. They've gone for 12 mil. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I concur. Um, That's unusual. So, okay, yeah. rant time. Oh. Why? <laughs> well, you know. I mean, um, for love of God... We already have 10 mil. We have 15 mil. We have 20 mil. We have 28. Why bring in 12? Who plays 12? I don't get it. Sorry, G. Um, no, go ahead. The one I did see this week is Gringo 40 put out some stuff. Yeah. They're doing flamethrower teams for U.S. Army, I think, and the NVA. Yeah. Nice. They're doing flamethrower flame teams for the Vietnam sets. Nice. And Chris, uh, our Chris Long, our uh, Chris here, um, one of the uh, founders of the podcast, um, has been posting quite a bit of his Anzac and uh, stuff for Vietnam. Uh, he is back in the fold, per se. He's kind of our social media guy. He's doing all the he, posting. So. Yeah, he posts a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's so he's... Good stuff. Uh, he might come on the podcast eventually, but right now he's happy posting stuff on the social media, so... A lot of stuff you see posted on the Facebook pages from Chris. But, yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff So uh, for Vietnam. And uh, he joined us on the uh, live stream on Thursday night. And um, he is definitely trying to get 
or things in a place so he can be here in February as well, and he's going to bring all his awesome. Anzacs and VC and stuff. So uh, the Vietnam table should look good. Um, 12 mil? <laughs> G can't let it go. I'll, I'll, try and, I'll try and get it out of your head, G, um, with something kind of not ideal for historical. Go ahead. Just 47. The stuff coming out in September, new mercenary squad. Yeah. 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 So uh, lots, lots of thoughts being involved. Well, bear in mind, 13 days uh, equals 13 hours. Had one GRS with shorts, didn't it, Jim? Um, I don't know. <laughs> still not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the movie, the guy was wearing shorts. Well, we had that dude with shorts and uh, rain boots, yeah, as, as one of the characters. Um, as one of the, the GRS, the state guys. He was hanging out at the pool when they attacked. Oh, oh um, in the movie, I, yeah. whether in real life that happened, I don't know. But in the movie, he had shorts on. Uh, I would buy I'm it. I'm going to bring it back to the twelve mil tanks. Why do you want it's to tanks. trigger him? <laughs> Why? I'm going to trigger G. It's tanks. There's, I'm on that Vitrix website now. Yeah. There are no like infantry and stuff. It's yeah. vehicles. All the vehicles are twelve mil. All the vehicles are twelve mil. So it's Panther. Doug and Panzer IV, Sherman and Cromwell are the five sets that they've got. Uh, You're getting six uh, tanks in each box. Okay, but again, For what purpose? why? Jim, help me on this one. Do you know any rule or game system out there that is in 12 mil? No. I mean... <laughs> I'm not really a miniature guy. I, I know, I know, but you know, you have a pretty extensive knowledge of gaming I, systems. Are you that's expected why. to play the the twelve mil stuff with, you know, as a big ten mil thing or a little? Uh, you know, and obviously, mil? just about any game system can be, you know, scaled up or down, you know, with some changes in ranges and stuff. I, I just, I guess, from a business aspect, what is the draw to do it in twelve mil? Because if if nobody's playing anything in twelve mil, are you really expecting people to go out and drop a whole bunch of money on a scale that nobody plays? You know, I don't know. I think you should do a size comparison. Get the uh, get the tanks out again. Yeah. I wonder if it's to do with scenery, as in twelve will slot in where you might be able to get away with both scales. No, that's I guess I that's doubt possible. It, but I, again, but... I don't know. Uh, it would be interesting to see what the philosophy behind, let's, hey, you know what? I don't like 10. I don't like 15. Let's do 12. You know, so. Um, there's a lot of good 15 and 20 millimeter games out there. Uh-huh. Rapid Fire, Chain of Command, um, obviously Flames of War, obviously Battle Group. And um, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but usually... I will play in, like when I'm doing miniatures, I will play in at least one scale level lower than the game suggests. Okay. So if it's a 20 millimeter game, I do it in 15. If it's a 15 millimeter game, I try and do it in 10. And maybe that's kind of what they're going for. Because um, we've had this discussion 101 times. But as far as, you know, the table will look better. Like we've, we've, we've talked 100 times, we've never done it. But we've talked 100 times about doing Team Yankee in 6 mil. Uh-huh. Um, that would be epic, you know. Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna have to finally go over to GHQ's website and actually start buying some stuff. Um, or uh, I know it's mostly made for 10 mil, but I would love to play um, Northag if they ever it's come out with Centag. Yeah. Come out with some Centag stuff for uh, 
and, and do that in six mil. Use old GHQ miniatures uh-huh. um, for for a Centag type of a game. Um, you know, so maybe they're thinking, well, you know, here's another choice for maybe people who like flames. Like, there's a lot of 50 millimeter World War II players out there. There's a lot of 20 millimeter players out there. Um, maybe they're trying to just give them another option. Yeah, I guess so. Well, so far, it looks like they're all doing Western stuff. Like, there's no T-34s in there, right? There's no JS-2s, KV-1s, KV-85s, no. JS, you know. I mean, come on. You, you just left off 90% of World War II. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's brand new out, Jim. I think it's, they've okay. just started the range. So this will be the first sets of tanks rolling off the production line, so, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I mean, color me interested when we see some... Uh, some T thirty four A's, C's, and T thirty four eighty fives. Maybe even some early work KVs. We'll see what happens on. Nice. Absolutely. Well, I mean, guess only the future will tell. And Jim, I heard a challenge in there um, that we haven't done the six mil Team Yankee or North Hag. That's a uh, good. I, I just, no, no, wait. Let me let me finish. It. Let me finish. Right. It sounds like that is a perfect time for the gaming weekend to have a six mil table and then we can play it four by four is a good size for it see it's the right size you heard it here folks february 19th through the 21st the saint valentine's massacre gaming weekend you will be able to play six mil north hack or team yankee um the other the other sort of bit that's that sort of come out is on Tim's store for Footstore North America. Uh-huh. He's got the new versions of the Gaz Tiger, uh, the Gaz Tiger and stuff, the GAZ, the GAZ, the Rush, the Soviet troop tra- modern troop transport. The what? The GAZ Tiger. It's the. Um, Did you say Zed? Their version of like the Russian Humvee. Did you say Zed? <laughs> What's a G- Zed? GAZ. What's a Zed? Z. <laughs> <laughs> I speak the Queen's English. I, I, I think G's just trying to get back at you over the uh, 12 mil yeah. stuff. It's going to trigger you now. Posted up, the, posted up his version of the Tiger M with the four turret variants, so you uh-huh. get four different turrets with it. Did, that's uh, available order. Yeah. Did Tim also release uh, what is it? The semi with a uh, with a turret on the back of yes. it? Yes. Did you that see that thing? Cougar, the four M the four by four M Yes, that's there as well. So yeah, he's got a semi tractor with a flatbed, and they mounted a turret from yep. um, something, a T something or other. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a semi with a T fifty five turret. Oh, on is the that back. a T fifty five? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And he's got the Cougar four by four M wrap on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh, looking model. Tiger M. So uh, yeah, for the Tiger M, the mil turret as well. Yeah, he's still cranking out a lot of good minute, uh, modern stuff. We got to get him on the show. Speaking of getting on the show, uh-huh. we were going to have a guest today outside of Jesse, um, but we wanted to give him a fair shake, and we're going to schedule him for a couple weeks down the road um, for his rule set. And Ralph, you kind of started this process. You want to talk about it a little bit? Because um, yeah, I haven't um, had a chance to look at it deeply. Yeah, what it is is um, there's a small gaming company called Tailbuild Salt Games. They've done a couple of couple of different things. They've done a superhero, uh, very simplistic superhero combat system, not down the not down the route of say the Marvel uh, Crisis Protocol stuff. But you can use any miniatures with it. And the gentleman, I'll just bring up the Facebook page here. Robert Salter. That's the one. Robert. Robert. Um, it's create. Who's a veteran? 
um, has created a solo or compa- uh, cooperative modern miniatures rule set called Battlespace. Um, it's $9 on uh, uh, Wargamer Vault, which I recommend anybody, if they're interested, go and get it. It's a self-contained game. There is a mission set that he's done as well, some missions, some additional missions that you can download, which are free uh, for Memorial Day. Yep. I think it is, it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's the Memorial Day mission. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's three he, missions he in the book, that. and then there's uh, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very very, you know, quick and easy doing uh, game for doing moderns. Um, I've had a quick scan of the rules. Um, I haven't gone, I haven't done a deep dive yet, but it doesn't need a lot of table space by the looks of it. It looks like, you know, the demo games and stuff on YouTube that are up there, that Robot's done as well is, you know, it's a small table. It's probably a two by two. So we could do it on our demo board. Yes. Oh. You could do it on the demo board quite it's a, easily. That, that, it, it's that, a small that uh, model um, count. Okay. Huh. Yep. Yeah, it's card-based, dice, and not much in the way of... Me- there's a measure in there. It's one of the one of the sort of things that you can print off. Because okay. it's all printable as well. So you print it off yourself and you've got everything there. So you've got the sit rep cards. You've got the stat cards for the characters that he's done, which are rangers. Um, and it's based around having four operators. So you've got a low miniature count. Okay. So you could have you as a player, four miniatures, or two years could take two each, or you could have four players working together. And, and, and it, it's based on rangers? Thing. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, so, so it's like a fire team? Well, there, uh, there's, I mean, a, there's a mix of rangers and special forces guys as the good dudes. You know, when you look at yeah. the uh, character cards, and okay. then uh, and then you run what? What do you say, Ralph? I want to say it was uh, like ten to sixteen b- uh, bad guys. Yeah, it's a really low. You're probably talking the maximum about twenty miniatures, I would say. Okay. Yeah. In total, that includes your, you know, the 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 op four as well as the um, as well as the special forces stroke professional soldiers and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Because I reached out on the forums to them and seeing if anybody had done any st- any work or done any like homemade rules for creating stats yeah because you get set characters but the good thing about you know a lot of things is you want to be able to say create your own force uh-huh so say from my point of view i might want to do it with brits instead of using american uh-huh. uh, forces yeah you know i might want to do a four-man sas team doing something so you know you want to have that ability of creating you know stats for your characters and then so does it have to be special thing. operations or can you use nope. standard infantry as well you could use standard infantry as well. It's just in the rule set that he's done. Okay. The the operators that are in well, there. Well, because I have all those Delta Canadian guys just... painted up, and I thought we could use the Canadians. You know. Yeah, you could. Oh, do yeah. Um, from Full Battle Rattle, our friend Alex, um, since they're already painted up and on that board, and that would throw Chris Long to no end to have right. Canadians on the board. Exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> so. if you wanted to use Canadian models, well, it, you could it, just say it's they really were down to looking at stat cards and coming up with yeah. Cool. If you look at the stat cards, you might say that these these probably fall under the same stat range as the Rangers that he's done. So you might just use the Rangers stat cards. Uh, you'd have to go. Yeah. So here's the thing. And with all of the three of us sitting here at the table, Rangers are specialized in taking airfields and larger objectives and holding them until relieved by the standard infantry, right? Uh, the 101st, they're air assault. They're, they're meant to come in by helicopter 
take an area and hold it until relieved by the 1st Infantry Division. Uh, the 82nd, parachute behind enemy lines, hold an objective until relieved by standard infantry or, you know, units. SF, the actual Green Berets, is a 12-man team that goes behind enemy lines and teaches a country of some faction within a country how to survive and fight a war. Uh, so... Well, internal defense is only one of the missions. Right. The I mean, they have SF. other ones. They, I mean, counterterrorism, internal defense. Yeah, coin. You know, yeah. they do a lot of different things. I mean, but, I mean, their traditional yeah. role, the way they were created, a, a 12-man A-team was originally created to do internal defense. That but, was what they were trained to do. Um, you know, obviously you have Delta now and all this other ooh. stuff. But my point is it would be nice to have, you know, Rangers. You can't do Rangers and the 101st on the same level. There's a higher level of training for Rangers than there is 101st. It's not better or worse. It's just they're at a higher tempo and, you know, training D level. Different missions. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so to use Ranger cards, and it's nothing against you, Rob. It's just... You know, I just want people to understand when you're playing a game like this, if you're going to use, say, 101st guys or Canadian um, pair, I don't even think they have paratroopers anymore. They disbanded their airborne uh, regiment. Um, they did some really bad things, I heard. Anyways, but... Um, well, that's so, because, uh, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and drop this. Airborne's an outdated... Uh, oh, concept. no! <laughs> just saying. The rule sets being... Yeah. Soldier cards are being written up, yeah, see? So it's not so much... These Son guys are better or worse or better so, trained or whatever. It's just on the unit cards that have been done, that's that's how they've been done, yeah? So it's yeah. not like, say, Spectre, where you can pick your, you know, in, in Spectre is a game or even in Sangin with the special orcs. Yeah, the special I, forces but Sangin has rules for in, standard infantry too. So you can do Australian yeah. infantry yeah. or, you know, British Army, you yeah, know, not SAS type. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Marty, what was that about Airborne? Levels. It's an outdated concept. You don't scare me! <laughs> Mother Tucker. So it's, it's just in the rule set how they've been set up, you know. So as a test, yeah. you, see, you know, as a, as, a, as a quick, you know, that, that'll be something, you know, that, 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 that's fine. I think, you know, I think going down the line, the community seems very active. And I think that'll be the thing that the community probably look at doing themselves maybe as a way of creating... You know that different level. Yeah. So you can have, say, professional soldiers just doing a uh, secure the secure the area. Yeah. Right the way through to doing special forces barging into a plane. You know that type, this rule set would probably be work great for that, especially if you're doing cooperative, especially if you've got four players, because then you've got your four players yeah. all communicating. Yeah. So you could do you could do as a as a game idea, maybe you've got. You could plan beforehand. Mm -hmm. You could do that whole planning bit beforehand. You know, having like a issue an app order plane, saying I'm going to attack there, I'm going to attack there, I'm going to attack there, and then when you move to the board, that's when things can go tits up. Yeah, Just it turns like out life. the enemy gets a vote. <laughs> Just like real life, <laughs> things don't always go um, as you plan. Does, does anyone is, is, a, is the irony lost upon anyone that in order to defend the status and honor of the airborne g had to use a soundbite from a u.s marine so, <laughs> <laughs> was that just me i'm uh, hearing what's going yeah. on over there i'm pretty sure that was a marine I'm it was a sure. marine it was a marine sure. and uh you know god um uh, gunnery sergeant hartman you know our you know rest you in peace go. you know but, teach uh, you. 
To be fair, I went to jump school with Marines. Back, getting so. back to it, you know, Robert, Robert system, you know, I mean, if, if nothing else, you know, I think anything we do as a community, whether it be here at SITREP or other things, is supporting uh-huh. a small gaming company, yeah. you know, a, a one-man publishing well, and, publisher. And that game is brand new. I mean, it came out, what, last yeah. month? Oh, is it that new? Yeah. Oh, it is brand it is really spanking new. new. Yeah. Oh, so there's okay. plenty of room for expansion as Robert gets feedback from the community. You know, there's yeah. not, I mean, yeah. like, you know, many games have done in the past. Say, okay. Hey. So, uh, Ralph, I just had a brilliant thought. I need another graphic, bud. Um, for a new show, <laughs> uh, we're going to call it Basic Training, and it's to take yeah. a brand new rule set and do a demo of it. Not a full game, but a demo. We'll call it mm-hmm. Basic Training. No How worries. to play yeah, let's so like know, this this kind of role a let's set? play on uh, yeah. Know, uh, yeah some of these smaller uh, yeah. companies brand new games and whatnot you know and then we can bring in people like I love the smell of napalm in the morning <laughs> so you know we can do those kind of things so is that an extension of CQB or is this just gonna replace CQB I think it will replace it I think uh, basic training would be this is how you get started in the game yeah um, yeah yeah. So it's an intro we, we to the game. We never did anything with CQB anyway. Did we really? Uh, we've tried yeah, a little yeah, bit. Every single Sunday, every single. Yeah, Sunday, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're doing fine, Jim. On Sundays, CQBing Sundays. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah. here's a brand new rule set. How do we play it? You know, how do you get started? Type thing. I, I you know, it's just an idea. I'm spitballing. So, um, you know, just an idea. Speaking of gaming on Sundays, Jim, um, have you played? Uh, Iron Men and Wooden Ships, or Wooden Ships and Iron Men? No. Have, do you have the game? I know what you're talking about, but no. Okay. Uh, well, because, you know, with, with all those pirate talk and stuff, it might be interesting to give that game a shot, and I'd be happy to play it with you. Um, I have the I have the Commodore 64 version. <laughs> Stop. See, that's what it oh, is. Okay. That's what this was going. Was... She just wanted to work in that she's got yeah. this computer <laughs> from when she was six and that she plays games on it. I was a little older than that. But okay. anyway. uh, then we might be talking about a different game. I thought we were talking about the old Emblem yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, they have a computerized version of it that was oh, available cool. on the okay. Commodore uh, no, 64. Yeah, all eight bits of it. <laughs> so? All eight bits of glory. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking, you know, to kind of get the juices flowing, that might be an interesting um, gateway. Um or if you have a better game, you think you know I, I'm ready for a Sunday war game. Um, so I think that's a hint for you, Jim. No, no, no. I, you know I'm not trying to put extra work. I'm I'm just saying that I'm ready to uh, you ready know to play. let's let's play a game on a Sunday. So um, you know just whatever you're open for. I was just throwing out ideas. If you're looking for something new. <laughs> Well, that that was a resounding <laughs> <laughs> show of support. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, does anybody have anything else for the show to this week? So, another bit of news, and yeah. I posted this on our Facebook page yesterday, is uh, the Historical Mentor Gaming Society, uh-huh. as we know, uh, canceled all of their in-person conventions this year. Mm-hmm. So no Historicon, no Fall-In, none of that stuff. Uh, they announced yesterday that they are going to do a virtual convention, uh, and I believe it's July 21st and 2nd? That will be about the time the so, Historicon was scheduled. 
Okay, so can somebody explain to me how that works? How does a, his, a virtual convention work, honestly? So back to our Discord yeah. server thing. Um, not not specific. Uh, here's my experience with it. So uh, I subscribe to uh, a podcast called Paint All the Minis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Adams, you're my guy. Uh, hey, so, hey, hey, Gaz, you hear this? Do you hear this? No. <laughs> hey, he's he's he he he's done a, a a crap ton of podcasts and he's a really good fellow. So I highly recommend it. It's and it's miniatures agnostic. It's just painting. You know, it's not uh, directly gaming stuff. Although he talks to a ton of game developers and whatnot. But uh, but they did one in April, and they did it on their. Uh, they created a Discord server and did it on uh, on Discord. Uh, they had uh, uh, games that they were streaming live that they were playing. Uh, they had uh, interviews that they did. I think they did ten live interviews over uh-huh. the course of two and a half days. Uh, plus, they had uh, uh, manufacturers that were running their their own rooms and channels on the uh, on the server. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, game designers and uh, companies that produce uh, the games, you know. Uh, we're hosting it. Uh, they had painting tutorials, all sort, all sorts of stuff. So, as well as they had a virtual uh, flea market vendor exhibition hall kind of thing, where uh, uh, they uh, partnered up with uh, various uh, companies uh, to offer discounts on their products and whatnot, showcase some of those uh, mm. things. So, you know, is is it a is it the same experience? Of course not. But you know, is something better than nothing? I think so. Yeah. You know, so I'm. No, I guess it's still. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what uh, these guys are looking to uh-huh. to to do. Um, you know, uh, we'll find out. Uh, you know, in about three weeks. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. So yeah, I mean that seems to be the wave of things this year. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. is virtual conventions. Uh, Gen Con's going to do a virtual Gen Con, which. Okay. I, I mean, part of the experience of Gen Con is going to Gen Con, you know, and obviously you can't do that. So, I mean, doing it on a computer, I don't, you're not going to have anywhere near the attendance, you know, because you, no. you're not going to be able to play anything. You're not going to be able to demo anything. You're not going to be able to shop unless you're going to, you know, online shop, but who, you can do that any day anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, there were, uh, there were some, com- you know, there were the companies yeah. that were there were offering, uh, you know, a special if yeah. you were. Yeah, doing it, you know, so convention pricing kind of thing. Yeah, you know, um, you know, again, it's obviously not going to be the the same experience, but you know, maybe it scratches that itch a little bit, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, as as well as you know, like for uh, uh, the HMSG HMGS guys, uh, that's that's their annual membership drive. Yeah, you know, so you know, uh, that's a chance for them to renew memberships, bring in new members, all that stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just kind of hanging out there in the breeze. And uh, again, I, I you know, I get it. Something's better than than nothing. You know, uh, at least they get an opportunity to showcase uh, some of their stuff to their community. Yep. So, well, well, I'll have to see. So, guys, make sure you check out uh, the virtual conventions that are going to be happening um, Historicon virtually. Um, you know, I was really looking forward to going this year just because I wanted to check out that. Uh, uh, flea market or reseller that Jim was talking about, um, you know, where they have all kinds of, I guess he found some games still in the wrapper, you know, like Avalon Hill yep. games yeah. and stuff. And uh, Dude had a lot of classic stuff. Yeah, yeah so I was, I really uh, wanted was, to. Uh, 
Wally's Basement, if I'm, I may be getting that wrong. Um, yeah, uh, they have a lot of stuff down there. Some people don't know what they have, and they're selling it for way too cheap. Some people know exactly what they have, mm-hmm. and then they add 50% on top of that. <laughs> so, you know, kind of enter at your own risk as far as, uh, you know, you know, buying stuff. But, um, yeah, we bought uh, box sets of Pangeleader and uh, shipped them out to members of our community. Um, bought some stuff to flesh out the rest of my 15-millimeter Vietnam collection. I found a really nice, I think it's an M42 Duster, uh, light anti-aircraft vehicle uh, that the Army was still clunking around with back in the 60s. Um, that'll make a mess of some NBA infantry in a hurry. Oh, yeah? Uh well, yeah, two, what was the weapon on that? Automatic sure. cannon, you know, leveled, uh, you know, and just open fire with HC frag. It's that's okay. gonna make a mess. So it's it's a um, artillery piece. It's a light anti-aircraft tank. Okay. It's, they took like an old M forty-seven and they they kind of took it apart. I think it was an M. No, I think it was an M forty-one Walker Bulldog, and uh, they they removed the turret. They replaced it with an open turret with like those two of those old World War Two Bofors guns. Okay. Basically, yeah, and it's supposed to shoot down helicopters and you know low-flying Soviet aircraft, you know. But, of course, in Vietnam, they was usually used in an um, infantry uh, suppression role. Um, you know, when they had them. You know, yeah. this, this is not exactly a very common vehicle. But it was interesting. You had a lot, a lot of little stuff down there. Yeah. Fully painted Bundeswehr Team Yankee Army, complete with the helicopters, the martyrs, the Leopard 2s, dozens of it, maybe up to 100 infantry. I can't remember what he had. A lot of people like to say, oh, professionally painted, buy my stuff on eBay, and it looks like, you know, yeah. um, the Incredible Hulk fucked the swamp thing. You know, but this guy's painting was really good. Tag back for later. Yeah, he wanted 850 bucks for it. I'm not going to say that was an unfair price, but I was like, oh, damn, that's you know way too much money. Yeah. Because it was a huge army, and it really was very well done. Um. Yeah, a lot of stuff down there on all ends. I bought there's there's stuff down there for a dollar. There's stuff in there for a thousand dollars and everything in between. Mm. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was Wally's basement. I'm probably it's some somebody's basement. Let me call it that. It was somebody's, <laughs> somebody's basement down there at, at the bottom of the convention. Um, yeah, the one cool thing about it was that uh, no vendors were allowed down there because they had a vendor's hall where you could buy all right. the vendor stuff yeah. Yeah. Um, up on the, on the main floor. But then down literally in the basement of the um, of the hotel was where you could buy stuff that, again, you weren't allowed to be like an official vendor, but uh-huh. as far as like you just had some stuff in your basement or in your closet or in your storage unit, you wanted to get rid of it or you wanted to pass it on to somebody. Um, I got an old copy of GDW's Assault nice. from like 1983. Um Never opened it. I have no players for it. I know I'll never play. I just remember that from the 1980s when I was, you know, a strapping young lad of 16. <laughs> so I just put it up there on my shelf. And whenever I'm having a bad day, I just look at it, and it makes me feel a little better. There you go. Um, small price to pay, 30 bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, little stuff like that. It was uh, it was a neat it was a neat part of the convention. Um, a little more, uh, you know, grassroots kind of a thing. And then of course, you know, upstairs in the vendors hall, they had the actual vendors. Um, I can't remember what half of them were. Uh, that's where um, Radio Dish Dash was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a lot of their sanguine stuff, they had that uh, plausible deniability game going up there. Um, we had the close, con- was I'm sorry, Ultra Combat Normandy. I actually got to participate in a uh, demo game on that. Uh, that's all in the vendor's hall. But uh, yeah, the fun part was downstairs in the, uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the flea market basement. It was a lot of fun. 
and that's the nice thing. Uh, Adepticon has that as well. They have that bits vendor yep. outside, and they do have a trader where you know you can bring your old stuff in. They have a, like a certain night where they it's open like that up. Like a swap night, yeah. yeah, like a flea market, if you will. But they have that bits trader up front that has all kinds of stuff. It's you know, bins and bins and yeah. bins of. Parts. But you can find some good stuff. But it, their prices can be a little steep. Um, but you know, if you go to the the trader night, the bits night, you can find some really good stuff. And th- that's what I was looking forward to at Historicon, was being able to go down into that basement and just look through stuff and see what hidden gems you can find. Right. So you know, because uh, I'm an avid Avalon Hill collector, so um, I you know like to get those. Things and I mean I like the retro stuff. I mean obviously yeah. I have a Commodore sixty four, but you know, um, See, again has to work it in. Ah, stop. So, but Sorry, yeah. What was that? What was that computer again, G? Commodore sixty four and a one twenty eight, and I'm now shopping for an Amiga four thousand. So things were better back then, right? So they really were. You know that's where we're at with that, but. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting some serious gaming done. You know, things have kind of started. Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Cut me off from drinking. Cut me off from drinking. We oh. just been hit. Oh, over caffeinated. Incoming. Um, Stop chewing on the mic. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I totally just knocked the mic over. Um, but, um, you know, now that I hate to say it because people are seeing resurgence in COVID. Um, but, you know, things have kind of slowed down by us, uh, so I can start concentrating more on some hobbying, if you will. Um, you know, so it'll be nice, you know, to get, actually get some gameplay in and do that kind of stuff. So, uh, Jim, whenever you, you're ready and you need a player, I am all for uh, Sunday gaming. So, you know, just shoot me a message or give me a holler and let me know when you need a player, and I'm all there for whatever game you want to play. So, um, you know. I will learn it and get up to speed so we can uh, play right away. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, other than that, Jess, do you have I'm anything you look at? When does the poll finish? Tonight. Today's the 28th of uh, time of recording, so tonight we'll close it out, and we'll announce uh, tonight. So, um, I would say... Are we going to select the forces ourselves, or is that going to be a poll as well? Oh. What do you think, guys? What should we do? Depends if you want to be historical, I suppose. As in, you want to set battle or engagement or meeting because then you'd know what the sides were. Yeah. I or don't know. Let's want more of a general flavor. Well, let's. Say, I think the polls were more or less like a general theme. It is. It's, like it's a just a theme. Project. Yeah. Or a, I was gonna say. I think we picked the, the project maybe, or gaming system. You know, it's going to be, no offense to anybody, it's going to be all money. Uh, Well, I mean, outside of the expense of it, I mean, if we have an idea where we want to go with it within that genre or time period, um, Mm -hmm. I think we'll... We're the ones that are going to have to build the boards and all that stuff. Exactly. So... And, and, you know, with everybody... Go ahead. Oh, I was just... I I didn't mean to uh, cut off. It sounds like pirates are going to win. Um... Old West might pull it out at the end there, but okay, let's just say it's pirates. Okay, cool. Like we were saying before, okay, then that means in the future months, we're going to have some content either on Blood and Plunder, Oak and Iron, um, you know, Wooden Ships, Iron Men, slash with, uh, you know, Letters of Mark or whatever. It's like yep. a general theme of uh, C 
1675 to 1925, you know, age of sale type material um, that we're going to have on podcasts, that we're going to have on live gaming, that we're going to have on Discord and, you know, platforms like that. Yep. I don't think uh, it's not like a 13 uh, days to 13 hours specific project or the Waterloo 200th or 205th anniversary, you know, specific battle, specific day. Here's what was there at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's going to be more of a general theme kind of thing. It's what I was picturing. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think that's right. That's where, okay. that's where my brain was. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. The pools were general themes, you know, and then we, you know, we can, we can then step into anything we want within that. So say, for example, yeah, Pirates wins, but say, for example, Wild West won, we could look at the battles of, you know, Little Bighorn, things like that, but we could also look at, you know, doing something with the old Games Workshop, Legends of the Old West, you know, the OK Corral, mm -hmm. Jesse James, you know, those type of things, you know, um, going right the way through to something silly like booting up a, an old version of the Oregon Trail on a PC and playing that. <laughs> you know, you've died of dysentery. Or uh, Mad Dog <laughs> McCree. <laughs> More smallpox. Yeah, yeah, we could do Mad Dog yeah, McCree. You know, Remember yeah, that one? That's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's, yeah, let's 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 get scope in a little bit of a box because yeah. we were talking about pirates last episode. And before we knew it, we had Crockett and Tubbs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess it's sort of illegal operations on the high seas. I sort of call it piracy. But when the people were voting for it, I think they were thinking, our community, I'm yeah. not sure that's what they were talking no, about. No, I know. But we, should, we, we totally got to do Miami Vice. Oh, I'm telling you. That would be awesome. No matter what anybody says. <laughs> that is awesome. It's May historical. Maybe that's the ninth board of the, the game. It is. It's, it's Team Yankee, the Western Front. Right? The, Front. The, the East Coast of Florida. It is historical. It's, I mean, yeah. the drug war. It, it could yeah. be the Gulf War. Yeah. It's just the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. Uh, what stretch? Is it not called the drug war? Did the DEA and Ronald Reagan yep, declare the drug war? There was a czar and everything. Exactly. If you go down, I mean, not to get too serious, but if you go down to Columbia in the 80s, you have a three-way yeah. civil war. You've got the cartels, you've got the government, and you've got the leftist spark uh, yep. Yep. Um So, I mean, you could game down there for decades. And, uh, you know, I mean, it definitely fits within SITREP. It's modern. It's historical. It's, you know, uh, yeah. asymmetrical operations. It's everything SITREP's about. I just don't know if it's piracy was the only point I was trying yeah, to make. Yeah, no, no, no. In, I, I got in you. In a broader sense, it totally fits into SITREP. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could totally do something on the cartels and drug. I mean, I remember right. at Fort Bragg in the mid '80s, DEA was there recruiting guys out of you know the SF and stuff to go down to Columbia to advise. You know, so yes, um, like, like I advise you to stop, or I'm going to shoot you in the face. Right. Watch Narcos on Netflix. Oh, that's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, um, watch Narcos on Netflix. You know, by the time because of just by the time uh, the was it the second season ended when um, what's his name got. Wasted on the rooftop. Um, the hell is yeah, I kind of felt sorry for him. They made it to the point where you started feeling sorry for him at the end. You know, you knew he was a ruthless bastard, but, um, you know, just the way the show ended it, it was like he was this awesome dude, and then he dies on a rooftop, you know? So it just shows you crime really does not pay in the end. So, um, and then you've got the sequel to it, which is Mexico. I haven't so watched that one a lot. I, I don't know. For some reason I can't get into it because it's all new agents and stuff, so... Um, anyway, 
Um, yeah, so guys, uh, look for our gaming weekend. I'll have announcements out. Um, you know, by the time you hear this podcast, it'll already be out. Um, we'll be promoting it on all the pages and channels and discords and Twitter, Twitch, Tweety, whatever. Um, and we'll go from there. So, yeah, uh, it looks like Pirates might win. Damn Pirates. <laughs> they always beat the Cubs, too. Um, so Who? Pittsburgh Pirates. No, what was that other team? The Cubs. Are they new? Is that a high school team? What? <laughs> Hey, you know, they finally got another win. It, you know, it was about five years ago, but still. You know, uh, at least we don't have to worry about them having 60 losses this year. That's right. They only got 60 games to play this year. I'm figuring they're going to pull off uh, at a least couple one. of wins. Yeah. <laughs> Less than a quarter, but, you know. Anyway, uh, that's a baseball humor for you people who don't know what we're talking about. But, um, yeah. So, for the crew here at the sit rep and our over-talkative Jesse... Thank you for yeah. joining us today. Uh, anybody have any last-minute comments before we close out the show? No. Boy, you guys have bundled energy. I know uh, this was an impromptu broadcast because our normal recording session would have been the following weekend, but that's July 4th, and us rebels, insurgents, whatever you want to call us, freedom fighters, we have to celebrate <laughs> our win over mm-hmm. the great empire. So, you know, all that tea we dumped into the Boston Harbor. Being oppressed. I'm being oppressed. Yeah. So you guys, yeah. Would, be, you guys would be just <laughs> devastated all that tea you going to waste. Right? If I'd have been there and they'd have done that, we wouldn't have lost. When I when I get the Apaches in, I don't think you'd have been <laughs> Hey um, no, but, um no, it's looking forward to some more. We've been talking about a bit of UK versus USA as well, a bit of in house oh, yeah. camaraderie. But some competitive stuff as well. So maybe that'll feature at the weekend. Maybe a one-off game for a, a small trophy or something. Oh, a bit we'll have to 3D ooh. print a trophy. The yeah, Sitrep cool. Cup. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, guess we've had two live games successfully play tested of Battlefield Revolution uh, with LSR 2590, my friend Dylan over there in Brisbane, Australia. So if you ever want to, uh, you know, hoist the king's colors. Yeah, I remember the British were coming from the north, if I remember right. Uh, who won those uh, games? Played that game. I remember they stood tall, and uh, it was closer than you thought by the end as well. It was a really good session. But who it was, won? Uh, well, we had a couple of sessions. Um, yeah, and they, they've, they've come down to pretty close. But the kinks are worked out. So if one of these days somebody wants to take a swing at uh, – I mean, I, I know G just asked to game uh, on Sunday. I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect G at all. But uh, I mean, as far as the whole American time. Revolution thing, it's always fun. I get. To, I get to do this more often than I thought. It's always fun when I can get a British player to play the British, uh-huh. and then we play the Americans. There Before you, go. you know it, the game gets oddly intense. I'm like, <laughs> 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 thing gets going. Weird. Let's you know, do it. Let's die, let's pick a back die and run rebel scum and you know. It's, it let's gets, do it, it Jim. Let, let's plan a weekend and Gaz, you're on. Mm-hmm. Whether oh, yeah. Jim plays you and I, com- we'll do a commentary. We'll have a oh. color commentary. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not fair to have the, okay if we're gonna do it this way it's not fair to have the designer play the game i say we have cheese rebels versus gaz's uh, all right coats. and then jim and marty can oh, do dude. color commentary oh, oh yeah and yeah. we can have ralph do the british co- commentary uh yes that gentleman over there and we'll be like get him alive <laughs> the worst american revolution movie in history the absolute don't you say the patriot garbage it's the patriot it's got oh! a line in it 
it's got one good line. It's when Cornwallis wins the Battle of uh, of Camden. Yeah. And he's kind of looking with his little spyglass. He's like, these rustics are so inept. He nearly <laughs> takes the honor out of victory. He looks over at his brigadier general. He's like, nearly. <laughs> Best line of that movie. You can find a sound clip of it on YouTube. I'll, I'll put it on the soundboard for our next recording. Watch that five seconds and then turn the rest of the movie off. Oh, come on. I love the scene where he goes totally ape shit and goes with his knife and his tomahawk yeah. and just cleans house. Yeah, murdering everybody with a hatchet. Right. You don't like that scene, Jim? No? It's okay. not historically accurate, but it's very Americanized. What can I say? Well. Oh, that movie is that movie is garbage. I, I kind of <laughs> like it. They literally lose track of two years of the American Revolution. They go from 1776 to 1781, and then Gabriel writes a letter. Two years have passed. Like, you literally can't count to five at this point. Let's not call uh, the issue with facts. It was all the time in the swamp. I, I, oh, speaking of the swamp, how about I the swamp in fox? I South Carolina for four years. I'm not going to defend South Carolina. Sorry to any of our viewers in South Carolina, but I'm not gonna, you're not going to corner me into that, uh, into that defense. I'm not going to defend the Patriots. I'm not going to defend uh, South Carolina. That's, that's awkward because our upcoming guest is from South Carolina. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, uh, so what are your thoughts on the swamp fox, Jim? Uh, I don't think very much of him at all. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's a he's a terrible human being. Um, he's he's one of the true uh, monsters. I don't know why he's so horrified. Here's how bad it is. Uh, Randall Wallace and the other schmucks who were making that movie, the original script for the uh, Patriot had uh, Benjamin Martin, the fictional character, uh, played by. Um, uh, oh God, I'm totally spacing on his name now. Mel Gibson, uh, Mel Gibson thank you. Oh my God, that was weird. <laughs> um, the main character of that movie was in the original scripts was supposed to be Francis Marion. And I think they got about halfway through the script and they realized, you know, we really can't make a movie about this guy. Um, let's go ahead and just make it a fictional character. You know, let's just go ahead and punt. Because um, even those guys, I and mean, these are the people who made Braveheart for crying out loud. I mean, mm-hmm. there's another train wreck. <laughs> I want my freedom. Um, no, I'm serious. I'm just just from a historical perspective. But uh, I mean, Braveheart's a fun movie. But um, the Patriot is like a double threat. It's historically bad and it's a bad movie. Um, <laughs> it actually starts some court cases. The people that uh, are Jeez, actually related pouting. to uh, Bannister Tarleton actually took them to court about our ancestor that way. They changed it to William Tavington, and they thought they could get away with it. This is the main villain of the movie. He mm-hmm. is supposedly based on a real life British lieutenant colonel called. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Bannister Tarleton. And he was sort of responsible for the Wax House Massacre or whatever. But again, the American Civil American Revolution in the South was, was pretty ugly. Um, but as far as Francis Marion goes, I mean, even these guys, these clowns, uh, Randall Wallace, this is the guy who did Pearl Harbor, for crying out loud. That's terrible movie. This is the movie. guy who did Braveheart. Halfway through the script, probably, you know, we have to kind of step back from this whole Francis Marion thing. We, we, we're, you know, we're not going to do it. And... Uh, yeah, that's when he became "quote unquote" Benjamin Martin, whatever mm. that's supposed to be. So, uh, yeah, Francis Marion, not a fan. Uh, to end the situation quickly, gotcha. not a fan. Not a fan. If you admire him, don't read anything more about him because trust me, it's downhill from here. Gotcha. Okay. Well, on that happy note, um, so we're gonna do uh, the U.S. is going to fight for their independence again for the Sitret Cup. <laughs> yes. I like this. I like the the concept of the Sitrec cup. So um, I yeah, will find cool. a file and I'll, I will three D print us a cup, and the uh, winning country 
team member will yeah. house it for what are we can do it once a year. Yeah, well, yeah, I think or so. Yeah. Once every six months, whatever we decide. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You might as well make it a cup of tea then. Oh no! <laughs> Just a box. Of we were going to call it America's Cup, but that one's already taken. Yeah. Use <laughs> this copyright. On this. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Copyright. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not only that, but it's, I mean, you call it the America's Cup, you're already kind of biasing the the game. I mean, with, when Battlefield Revolution, when I was first writing it, I was calling it Sons of Liberty. And uh, the exact same two problems. Number one, there's already a bunch of war games called Sons of Liberty. And number two, when you call your American Revolution game Sons of Liberty, are you kind of already giving away a lot of bias there? You're admitting to a lot of, eh, maybe you shouldn't do that. So, yeah, we're going to have to make now this, if we're going to have this game, we can totally do it. It's yep. just going to have to, for the historical people in the, in, in the audience, yep. uh, it's going to have to be like a uh, like a scrimmage game. Okay. Historical, sort of a theoretical game, because we want it to be. If it's going to be like truly competitive, then we got to make it kind of balanced. Of course. And very few battles, the American Revolution. Well, we're ba- we're oh, yeah. So, Jim, uh, you, t- yep. you you kind of think about a Sunday. You want to do this, and we'll start promoting it. And then you know we'll plan on we'll get Ralph to do some graphic, or if you have a graphic in mind that you want to do, however you guys want to do that, and uh, we'll set it up so we're playing, and then we'll have some commentary at the same time, make it very entertaining and. It will be a warning to children. It probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not safe for YouTube. Uh, not safe for children on the on the YouTube channel. You put the little button. Oh, and better <laughs> yeah. yet. Not for kids. And better yet. Not only will the winner get the sit rep cup, Uh-oh, but the go. loser will have to drink. So if, if if the Americans win, Gaz will have to drink a glass of sweet tea. Ooh. And if <laughs> if the British win, I'll have to drink. Well, I guess I'll give you plenty of grenadiers. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess no, I'll have that, to drink of... <laughs> some kind of brew. Uh, the the best British infantry in the game. Don't worry, you'll have yeah. yeah. plenty. Jim, I'll be sending you lots of nice things through the post. <laughs> we may not want to call it the America's Cup because America doesn't actually have the America's Cup at the moment. It's in New Zealand. Is it? I thought yeah. we got it back. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, okay. Well, it happens. We got to let the rest of the world win think, once uh, in a great while. I, I, I don't think we send gay sweet tea. I think we send a malort. Malort? No, he oh. doesn't drink. So he oh, yeah. yeah. Uh. So it's going to have to be sweet tea. <laughs> I'll drink whatever you put in front of me. Eat sweet tea. Re- uh, should have said that. Which is weird. <laughs> you just love the internet now. <laughs> 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 Two girls, one gas. The video. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here you heard it here, folks. We're gonna have the re battle, re fought, re war, re something, repeat. Winner takes all. Winner, Winner takes, takes all. all the of the Sitret Cup. Jim's gonna pick a battle game system, and we're gonna play it. And the winner gets bragging rights, the sit rep cup, and the other one has to drink some nasty drink. We need to find. Oh a... yeah, the whole point is Battlefield Revolution. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole UK, U, U, US angle. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, we Battlefield need... Revolution. And we need to find a uh, a trophy cup that is appropriately gaudy. Exactly. This oh, there, somebody on, on there's got to be an STL file for it. I'm sure. If not, I'll try and uh, create one. So it should be like uh, a, a Minuteman standing on a. I, um, Cornwallis's head or something, right? Oh, see, I was thinking it should be like, uh, you know, like a like a, a British commander, uh-huh. and then it's like a Stein. So you you <laughs> flip the little button and his head opens, and then you turn from a skull. 
Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm good for something. All right. Do. All right. Well, we'll find the appropriate trophy. Or the inappropriate will. trophy at this rate. So, yeah, you guys heard it here. We're going to have it. The Yanks versus the Brits. Bragging rights and trophies. This is going to be epic. All right. All right. Yes. This will be a great show. There will be trash talking. and Oh, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. All right, guys. In all seriousness, I'll make sure I'll make sure the game is bounced. It's up to you guys who wins or loses. All right, cool. Sounds it, good. As cool, you cool. wish. Whatever yeah. works. All right, guys. Yeah. Um, with that, we're gonna close out the show. Um, so, just quick reminder: um, this will air after the Fourth of July weekend. So, we want to wish everybody who celebrates the Fourth of July uh, happy Fourth of July. Be safe. Don't yeah. blow off any fingers with your fireworks. And uh, to the Brits, we're sorry. And uh, maybe next time. And um, we yeah. will look forward to our uh, bragging rights of taking home the cup again. And um, also be on the lookout for information for our gaming weekend. Um, we'll have the final cost and all the details. And make sure you reach out to either Jim or myself, depending on the platform you communicate with. And let us know who's coming because it's going to be a grand time. And if you want to host a table, right. by all means, please reach out. That yeah. that the you know the concept of having our, our community members be involved and engaged is, is just a great opportunity. And you know I think that would be cool because as Jim said earlier, there's a lot of tables and there's not that many of us. Yeah. So if you've got a favorite game that falls into one of those categories that. Uh, we put out the uh, last time by all means jump on board let us know and uh we'll see what we can put together and last but not least um i'm up for the challenge jim of world war 2.5 that you said i was not ready for so Ooh, okay have you done much operational level gaming nope not at all what that's that's what world war 2.5 was designed for it was designed to introduce that concept uh, so. how hard can it be you move an army here you move a supply there Pfft. how hard can it be that game isn't very hard, in all seriousness. Um, I mean, it's I logistics. Last week, but uh, in all seriousness, it, it was made so that you could download a PDF, yeah. print it out, play it, and actually kind of get the get the hang of it. No, I I I got to watch you guys play a little bit when you brought it over to Ireland, and you know I didn't get a chance to play, um, so I I you know would really like a shot at it. So. Um, oh, we're talking about the, at the uh, Team Yankee yep, boot camp. Team Yankee boot camp. Yeah, that was a fun game. Yeah. All respect to Battlefront and all respect to On Tabletop. That I wasn't even in the game. I was just kind of running it. Uh-huh. That World War 2.5 game was my favorite part of that weekend. And if I remember correctly. All four players were so, I mean, it was, uh, I, won't, I won't get into it. It was Rasmus, Commodore Rob, yep. um, Gilliam, and um, ben, right? Andrew. Bruce Andrew, Ray. yep. Yeah, um, and if I remember correctly, the 82nd Airborne actually had a quite a impact in that game. Didn't they take? Yeah, there's no? five. Um, Airborne five is Airborne dead, huh? In the game. Yes, that's uh, World War II. for the British, obviously. Uh, uh, 101st, 82nd for the Americans, and the Soviets have two. So there's five total. And they are uh, they always come in and turn five for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. Probably because they drop and steal objective X's when no one's looking. That was Bruce's big move. Uh, <laughs> boy, Commodore Rob was hot. But was, that's not legal. Actually, it is. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the Warsaw Pack did still win this game, so maybe it'll turn out uh, different next time. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys, so I'll be on the lookout for all that information in our upcoming shows. And until the next show, 
We will see you all later. Take care.